Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Dugout. Uh, introductions again, my name is Matt, I'm, I got Bunger here with me, my co-host. Today we're going to be covering some pretty big baseball news, including Manny Machado and where he ultimately ended up for a large amount of money in 10 years, but besides that we're going to talk NL East, our predictions, talk about last season a little bit, and maybe some baseball movies that affected us as a child that we like to watch, and Spring training is also right around the corner, so something to keep in mind. Where do you want to start today, Bunger? Uh, I say we start with the hot-pressing topic. Uh, I say we start with Manny Machado as he signed today. Record-breaking deal. So yeah. here, I'll let you get into that first. Okay. Manny Machado today. I got notif- the notification when I was in my class. Super excited about it because we're recording. Today is Tuesday the 19th, and that's when he got his, his deal. 10-year, $300 million, but he has... I think an option after the fifth year? Yeah, it's a player option after the fifth year. So he'll be 31 years old uh, after the fifth year, can opt out again, and then maybe things don't go well with the Padres. He can sign a big deal maybe for three or four years to basically end his career out somewhere if things don't go well in San Diego. Right. But richest deal in American sports history. Ten years, $300 million. Was it it A-Rod? Surpassed A-Rod? Yes. $275 million for him? Yeah, a- absolutely insane. It is. I think it's a smart move to stay in California. He got the taste of L.A. He doesn't want to go back to Baltimore. No, he's got the taste of L.A. He can stay out there, enjoy the nice weather. Uh, you know, the Padres were a dark horse in the whole thing. Now he gets to have, you have the cornerstone of him and Hosmer really on that team now for the foreseeable future. That's what I was going to mention. I was excited. I thought this was pretty cool. On this date of 2018, last year, to, or not Tuesday, but... February 19th, they did sign Hosmer. On the same day? Same day. Last year, eight-year, $144 million for Hosmer. Wow, so what's going to happen in 2020? I don't know, but I hope he doesn't – I hope for the Padres' sake it's not the same as Hosmer played out because I have here he hit 253 with 18 home runs. I mean, that's not bad, but not that's bad, not what you expect out of a guy that you sign a mega contract, you, you know? Yeah, eight-year, $144 million, You want a little bit more out of that. But Hosmer's been a – key first baseman for a while, so I think he should be able to turn it around. And maybe since he's not the focal point of that lineup anymore, yeah, maybe he'll get some favorable uh, counts and matchups that he'll be able to exploit with Machado there now. They have a promising farm system, too. I was looking at some of their guys and, like, plans for the future and building around Hosmer and now Machado. I mean, it looks bright. It looks bright in San Diego. Yeah, and we'll see. But I, I know of one... Uh, one kid in particular that is really happy that Machado did not land with the Yankees. This video surfaced of some, this kid's got to be, what, seven or eight years old? I mean, you heard it, right? Yeah, I would say it. I would say at oldest, seven, eight, just his voice. I want to get this kid on this show. I mean, it's probably never going to happen, but this is just take a listen to this. Machado just signed a $300 million deal with the Padres. Why not? So, I mean, obviously, as we see in that video, he's he's got to be young. He's got a high-pitched voice. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, the first time I watched the video, I thought he was saying he wanted Mach- they, that he wanted Machado on the Yankees, but he makes a good point. He says he that as you grow up and you, as a lack for a better word, you hate the player, which I don't even know if you can really hate. I don't think you hate the player. I think you hate the team that he's a part of. Right. As a Jets fan, or you know, I don't hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I don't hate David Ortiz. I hate the Red Sox. Yeah. So I, he's just saying I can't see myself rooting for someone that I had to hate so long on the Baltimore Orioles. Right. So he's definitely happy, um, even though his I, – I would love to have him in here get his <laughs> takes because it reminds me of my little brother. Yeah. Um, and that, that was just something really funny when you showed me that video earlier today. Imagine being his father, just like, wow, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, to, to know that much yeah. about baseball, too, at, at such age. a young age. And he's wearing the Yankee gray jersey, backwards hat. Everyone there is loving it, too. I, I don't know if you guys, if you're able to hear in the background, but very softly some woman goes, oh, he's so cute. Very funny. I, I got to see that video. We'll try to get it up. The guy's definitely like the mayor right there. He was just yeah. getting his message across. He was. He doesn't want Bogarts or Betts either, or Donaldson, which was kind of. No, I guess you have to go because he used to be on the Blue Jays. So Yeah. Yeah. He knows his stuff. He's born in 2012, but sure. <laughs> Very knowledgeable. All right, Machado. So we talked about Machado and Hosmer and the, the same date type thing. Let's go on to what this means for Bryce Harper. All right, here. So with Bryce Harper, uh, everyone knows from the first episode, if you listen, Bryce Harper is my favorite player in all of baseball, even though I'm a Yankees fan. I love the guy. I'm excited to see where he goes. There were many reports that said that neither uh, Harper or nor Machado wanted to be the first one to sign. With the Machado domino, uh, domino falling, I think that Bryce Harper, bold prediction here, will sign by this Friday. This Friday? So, yeah, so that means that our next recording, next Tuesday, will have even a bigger contract, I think, to talk about. I think he's going to sign for more money than Machado. We'll see. But it's gained a lot of interest the past two days. Um, all Sunday and Monday, all I saw was articles that – Bryce Harper was rounding third, uh, you know, pun intended, on a deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. So let's see what we'll be talking about next week. But, Matt, yeah. do you have any prediction? Well, no, I just I feel like this makes Bryce Harper the hottest free agent ever in baseball now that it's just him. Yeah. Now that Machado's signed and it's just Harper trying to figure out where he's going to end up. And I like the idea of him going to the Phillies. I really do. But I have some points about them later in the show. I just don't understand why he'd go to the Phillies. Yeah, neither do I, but I think a good thing is, too, um, you say it makes him the hottest free agent. I think ever, ever in baseball. Obviously, like, ever right now. The thing with Machado is if he signed a record-breaking deal, the richest contract ever, I don't know if you'll agree with this, Machado is not even the best shortstop or third baseman in baseball, in my opinion. Who you got? I mean, I would say I like Lindor a lot. Yep. Um, I like Corey Seager, even though he was hurt. Those are just guys you want on your team, too. Yeah. Corey Seager, Lindor, Correa. I mean, those guys are all, you know, shortstops, but if Manny wants to convert and play short now for the Padres, that's who you're going to compare him against. Now, the last show, we were talking that we thought Manny Machado was going to end up with the White Sox, we said, right? Yeah, we did say the White Sox. Because he had that custom child slipper with the White Sox. Oh, yeah, that he posted and then deleted from Instagram. Yeah. So you can't even trust Instagram anymore. I don't know what this world's turning into. No, and I don't know if you saw it. I saw a report, uh, honestly, just before we started recording, so probably about half hour ago, that the White Sox GM was asked for comment about the Machado signing, and he said, 
I'm wearing sunglasses so you can't see the shock in my eyes. I thought we had the highest and best offer, and really? all indications pointed to that he was joining our club and was going to be the cornerstone for years to come. Well, I mean, let's think about it here. If you have a chance to live in California or live in Chicago, yeah, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to California, and it's not even like Chicago had the draw of being a more competitive team. No, they didn't. They're, it's Exactly. They're he, both in the same yep. spot, really. Promising future, but nothing right now. Yeah. All right, so we got Machado covered. Harper, we'll talk a little bit more when we come along. to. The, I mean, this kind of works out perfectly considering the Phillies and the Nationals are in the NLE, so we'll yeah. talk about it both. But let's let's start with the Mets, or, or let's just do a little little coverage here. Braves won last year, 90 wins. Nationals, 82. Phillies, 80, which was surprising. Mets, 77, and Marlins, 63. They just need to be a minor league team, get, like, relegated. Yeah. You know, a lot happened with the Marlins last year, but we'll go into that when we cover, you know, do our team-by-team yeah. synopsis there. You want to go Mets first? Yeah, let's go, let's Mets, go Mets first. The New York connection here. What do you got? What do you want to start with? All right, so with the Mets, um, obviously being very close to New York City, Every year, I have to hear how it's their year. They're finally going to overtake the Yankees. Yeah. I will say this. I do not think they're going to overtake the Yankees, but they are one of my favorites in the NL. I'm with you. Just because of, I think their pitching rotation is finally going to hit their stride, uh, either fully or the best that it's ever been. Uh, their new GM's actually doing something that many New York fans thought was impossible, convince the owners to spend the money. Yeah. You know? They go out and they get these big free agents who right. we'll cover in a second. But, you know, you go out, you uh, – not even free agents. I'm sorry. They traded for Robbie Cano, Edwin uh, Diaz there. And then you have prospects like McNeil, Dominic Smith and everything. They just picked up – I'm going to butcher this name. Adeni Hecavaria. Oh, uh, Played for Hechevaria. the Yankees. Yeah. Hech- yeah, Hechevaria. Hechevaria. He yeah. used to be on the Marlins too. Yeah. He's – um. He's like I think he's a great shortstop. Um, he's really probably just there for depth. Just depth, exactly. But injured. that's that's what the yeah I was reading an article and that's what they were saying about this guy that the Mets went out and did something good. They went because guys are gonna get hurt. Yeah, guys are gonna need rest days, and especially if you're making a playoff push, you're not. You know, if you're in good, if you're in a, a good place in the standings, you're gonna rest your top guys. Oh, and especially when you're in the National League, you right. want an extra guy to come off the bench, uh, either to pitch hit to be a defensive replacement, even be a pitch runner. This Hedgeria guy, he's very fast, uh, has a very good glove, and honestly, Ahmad Rosario, their highly coveted prospect, didn't pan out that much last year. No. So maybe they'll just kind of, hey, you got these two games, you got this game, you know, game on, game off, and give them some rest and everything. What people forget about the Mets that I think is like too easily forgotten about is that they're in the World Series in 2015. Yeah, they were and in the World Series. they lost to the Royals. And they, I mean, they were not that far off from a World Series win. And here we are a few seasons later, and people really aren't giving them the time of day when their pitching staff is top tier. And pretty much the same. Not much has changed. Their biggest loss was Matt Harvey, and that really, they wouldn't have got rid of him. His form just kind of disappeared after that. Yeah, he can't throw the ball. No, you you feel bad. The guy just dealt with injury after injury. But they still have Syndergaard. They have DeGrom. Uh, they have Mats. They have Wheeler, who's finally hitting his yep. stride. And then is Familia a closer? Yeah, Familia. They Familia. signed him back to love be a. Familia. He said he's going to be either the eighth inning or ninth inning right now with Diaz. Uh, Terry Collins said he doesn't know what he's going to do, but they're going to be an eight-nine punch. Let so, me let me ask you a question here. Disregard baseball for a second. 
Do does the Mets organization have the best NFL quarterback? The best NFL quarterback, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Uh I I love Tebow. One of my favorite college football players of all time. In terms of the NFL, I wish he panned out. Uh, I would say no. I would it's say it's just that, so funny. I would say the organization that has the best NFL quarterback would actually be the rivals, the Yankees, because technically we own uh, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson's rights. That's right. I mean, the guy's a Super Bowl champ. So true. If, if you're going to compare Russell Wilson and Tebow, I think anyone. Takes I guess. Wilson. I guess I meant the best quarterback that is pursuing a baseball career at this moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Then I guess he might be the only one. I don't know. But here's some notable names, as you mentioned, Russell Wilson. John Elway was drafted in the MLB. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady went to the X. Kaepernick. Matt Castle. And my favorite, Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon. All these guys were drafted by the MLB and went the NFL way, as we talked about last last week's episode about Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I was going to say, you can't forget about him. Yeah. So where do you think the Mets end up in the division? I think the Mets are going to finish in second. second. Um, honestly, they're projected to go... 88 and 74 and come in second place. I'm going to say they get 84, 85 wins um, and just come in second. The only reason being is the Nationals, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves are play each other so many times being in the division. I think it's going to be so competitive. So yeah. I really think four or five games is going to separate first to third place. I'm with you. And it was kind of that way last season, too, where, I mean, there wasn't a 100 win team in the division, but they were. It was very competitive, and I think that's what I highlighted, too, is that it's going to be another competitive season in the NL East. Oh, yeah. So f- where do you want to go next? Dude? Let's let's go Braves. All right. So we'll go to the 2018 division-winning Atlanta Braves. Here, I'll let you start. Okay. What do you think? I love the Braves roster. Um, I mean, Dansby Swanson and Freddie Freeman and, I don't know, his first name is it Ronaldo Acuna Jr.? Oh, yeah, uh, Acuna Jr., and yeah. then they got um, Albies, too. Yep. They got Albies. And they just signed Brian McCann, who's one of my favorite baseball players ever. He's just a good guy to have around. But I love the Braves roster, and I think that they're kind of primed to win it again. I think that all comes down to their starting pitching. They really haven't made a splash for any starting pitcher. You're right. And I I, I think they have the best roster in the division. I definitely agree with you. I hope they win, and I think they will. But it just – can you really expect guys like Mike Fultonevich and – Julio Tehran to really have the seasons they did last year again. I mean, Tehran, even though he's really their ace or their number two, he's probably a borderline three or four pitcher in other team. The guy's just right. too inconsistent. And I saw that there were some reports that Kimbrell might sign with them, but that's not looking like that anymore. No, I mean, but honestly, it's kind of hard to know where anyone else in free agency right now is going to go, except because everyone else has been getting coverage with, you know, Machado, Harper, Machado, Harper. No one else has had the light of day. No. I mean, Adam Jones is still unsigned. The guy's been a Baltimore Oriole and one of their best players in franchise for, you know, ever. So when the Harper domino falls, I think it'll be very interesting to see where these quality guys are still going to go. It will. And what what are the Braves projected to go? Uh, The Braves are projected to actually fall into fourth place in the division with only losing six more games and going 84 and 78. Mark my words, they're not dropping that low. I say they win again. You say they win again? I say they win again. I think they win again, too. Uh, another thing with a lot of predictions that I see is wrong, I think we go to this team next, too. Everyone has the Nationals winning the division. No I don't see shot. how you have the, the Nationals winning. There's no way. 
you don't even know what's going to happen with their best player in Bryce Harper. How do you have them winning a division? Right, so they're most likely losing the face of their franchise in Harper, and they didn't even win with him last season, at least. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really... And he wasn't he wasn't really hurt. No. The guy still had 100 RBIs, so he was still the focal point of an offense. It's, it's just like the question is, if he leaves, who's next? I, I mean, I guess you have to go with Juan Soto. Okay. But here's the other thing. I just saw a stat... This is completely a, a lie. I'm making this up, but I just saw a stat that Ryan Zimmerman is turning 72 years old this season. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he's been around forever. I remember I mean, playing. On. Yeah, it was like a headline. I, I was I was preparing for the show, and the headline was Ryan Zimmerman. I was like, oh. I saw this guy play when I went to see the Nationals in Washington. I don't know. It had been close to 10 years from 10 years ago. I just can't believe this guy's still in the league. No, I, I mean, love him. But. They always say he's gonna have that like. Another breakout season, another great season. He's always average. I mean, he's, well, I wouldn't say average. He's above average, but I, you can't replace a guy like Bryce Harper. There's a reason that he's going to sign this monster contract. Yeah. All right, so what else with the Nationals? They still have guys like Scherzer, Strasburg. They signed, uh, you know, made the big free agent starting pitcher splash and signing Patrick Corbin. So they have the three-headed dark horse pitching rotation right there, which – that's the only reason I can see them being projected to win the division is because those three are really unmatched anywhere in baseball. Yep. And if they are matched, what's funny is I think they're matched by someone in their division who we just talked about, the Mets and Syndergaard, DeGrom. And then I would say that Wheeler is better than Mats. But, like, even that, how do you compare a guy who can't stay healthy and Wheeler to Patrick Corbin? I, I mean, to me, the Nationals have just always been kind of that team that lingers. Yeah. Never really makes a huge splash ever. Uh, they're going to make a negative splash if they don't find a way to re-sign Harper. But I mean, they do have Trey Turner and Rendon. I love Rendon. Yeah, that is true. But I just very underrated player. I just don't see it. I I feel I kind of feel bad for him. I don't even think they have a shot at landing. Oh, and they lost Ramos too. Yep. They lost their offensive catcher in Ramos. So yep. that's you know that's a twenty home run. But guy they right just there. signed. Who was it? Jan Gomez. Jan Gomes. Yeah, Jan Gomes. I mean, you get another, I guess, offensive premier catcher. Yeah. But I don't know. It just it just feels like the same team with the addition of Corbin and then the potential loss of Harper. And I don't think you can make up for that loss. And the potential loss could be going in the division and he might join the Phillies. Let's go to the Phillies next. All right. You start with the Phillies. I know you've been, you know aching away here to get started with this. Yeah, I love talking about the Philadelphia Phillies. Here's my thing with this team. You guys might think I'm crazy. Bunger, you might think I'm crazy. But to me, in each in each sports league, NFL, NBA, MLB, there's just teams that just you forget about. And, like, I kind of started forgetting about them after there was no Ryan Howard, no Jimmy Rollins, no Chase Utley. No Roy Holiday, right. Cliff Lee. Right, so when that kind of all fell apart, it's just that's the last Phillies team that I think about. Yeah, the 2009 team we played in the exactly. World Series. Let me compare them to something. Before the Nets in the NBA moved to Brooklyn, I'm, I'm picturing the New Jersey Nets. I'm picturing Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson. But that's like the last year that I count as the Nets being a team. If that makes any sense? Yeah, I mean, because even though they were around, they fell apart. Exactly. And like when you got those big-name guys and they just kind of – it, it it ends, I don't know, in my mind, I just completely forget about the new guys, and I just always think about what was in the past. I mean, it Well, because they went from uh, 
perennial dynasty, you know, of... 90-plus wins. Yeah, and always. I mean, they were always in the... Yeah. Play. They were kind of like the Patriots or, like, the Steelers are in the NFL. They're always relevant. They're always in the playoffs. They're always performing well. And then you lose these guys, and now it's like, oh, where'd they go? Am I crazy for thinking like that? Do you ever think like that? No, I, I definitely think like that. Um, honestly, I think like that with the San Diego Chargers. Okay. But, I mean, that's football. We'll stick to baseball here. But, yeah, yeah, it's right. I, I definitely don't think you're crazy. So let's, go, let's talk Phillies. So the pressure is completely 100% on the Phillies to sign Harper ASAP after Machado won. Oh, yeah, and especially because articles have been saying the last two days or even more that they're the favorite. I think now that that's known, you have to make that aggressive push. Yeah. He puts you over the edge. He makes you the favorite in that division. And, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Before we continue on with the Phillies, we're just going to do a quick fill from some sponsors here at Edinburgh University. Uh, quick fill. Supporters of WFSE include Quick Fill, a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in the Tri-State area, offering American-made fuels from Parent Parent United Refining Company in Warren, Pennsylvania. Information is at quickfill.com. I work there. You do. You do. I you do just got a job there. there, what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I like it there. Good that's, good place. That's funny. Did they tell you to read that promo? Or they no? did not, but it was weird timing. And... Edinburgh listeners, that is the only gas station in Edinburgh that is full service. Well, there pump you go. Your gas. There you go. You know, you you pull up with your car. Matt Hare my, <laughs> might be just coming out and uh, filling up your tank. So yeah, tip tip your guy. Tip me. Anyways, Phillies. Enough of gasoline talk. Phillies surprisingly decent last year. Yes, very surprisingly decent. That was a decent. team that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, they were, played almost 500 ball at 80 and 82. So not bad. They kind of fell off towards the end of the season. I feel like they made a run a little bit. New man at first-time manager last year? Yes, yes. Okay. And as I said, they're just a team that I just can't picture without Ryan Howard and those guys, whatever. But they also have top-notch pitching, too. They do. They have Aaron Nola. Yep. Uh, they just signed him to a contract extension. I think it was four years and what? Uh, $40-plus million. Some amount of money I'd like to have. They, they have Vince Velasquez. They yeah, yeah. have... They have guys yeah. that can pitch and pitch well. Um, this might be the best pitching division of baseball. One of. Yeah. That I, we keep saying each team has great pitching. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, it's just tough because Miami literally has nobody. I know. So, But, yeah, I would definitely say this is, if not the best pitching division in baseball, definitely the second. So, in my, in my eyes, I mean, Barry Sarper played for Washington, so it's nothing too crazy. But I just don't find the – appealing factor that Bryce Harper would see in the Phillies team. Looking at their roster and just being in Pennsylvania, I don't know. Like to me he's to me he's like a Hollywood guy. I think he he's belongs. that bigger than life guy. Exactly. I mean, we go to school in Pennsylvania here at Edinburgh. Yeah. Bryce doesn't have the personality to fit in here. He's got that bright lights, he's got that endorsement deal. Like he he's a generational talent for a reason. He's that Mike Trout, bigger than life, like type of guy. Yeah. And if you play the Phillies, you know what so much being their division, you know what they're all about. And honestly, after being the face of the Nationals for, you know, I mean his whole career so far, but I would say he's been the face of the team for at least the past four years. Yeah. How definitely. do you how do you leave without even being traded and you're gonna actively choose to go play for a team who you're supposed to hate? 
it kind of says something about the Washington organization if Harper does decide to stay in the division and go to the Phillies. It, that's a bad look for the Nationals. It is. That they aren't able to maintain him and he stays in the division. And then you have to play him for probably the next decade. Yeah. that's That will leave a sour taste in my mouth. Anyways, it has to be said, Marlins, what do you got? I, big sigh. Marlins, yeah, big sigh. Uh, I guess the best twist that I can put on is that, you know, Derek Jeter is still a owner and uh, CEO and involved with operations and everything. Posada's in now, too. Yeah, Posada is now in now, too. He's the uh, special advisor to baseball operations, whatever that includes. I guess the biggest thing you have to cover with the Marlins right now is, you know, they finished in, as the bottom 12 of the division, 63-98 and 98 last year. They're projected to win 67 this year, so they improved by four games. No one's giving them a shot, and rightfully so. They're still going to be one of the worst teams in baseball record-wise, but there is some young talent there. You have a shortstop in Brian Anderson, who's supposedly the next up-and-coming great shortstop with the likes of Seager and uh, Lindor and Correa and everything, but he also plays third, so it'll be interesting to see where they put him. And then you have veteran leadership in Starling Castro, and they also just got rid of their like only star player, though, in JT Romuto, which yeah. actually, that reminds me, he went to the Phillies. Right. So here's the thing, 2017 Marlins roster, here just to name some guys, Christian Yellick, Giancarlo Stanton, JT Real Muto, who just went to the Phillies, and then Marcelo Zuna, and they still had no success with those guys. No, and they're all gone now. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and Christian Yellick almost won, was very close to winning the World Series with the Brewers, and they're going to be back at it, at it again. The guy was the NL MVP. That's what I'm you saying. You literally had Giancarlo Stanton... Uh, MVP in your outfield, uh, you know he won with you at least. Then you have Christian Yelich who goes into Milwaukee, wins an MVP, and then Ozuna who's now on the Cardinals, right. winning some ball games and really didn't perform up to standard last year, but he was still better than average. I think he hit 280 and had over 25 home runs. Right. If you, it just it just looks kind of bad if you have those four guys and nothing happens and you just let them completely go. And Giancarlo Stanton, it was either yesterday or today, released a video. It was like the biggest thing he learned being on the Yankees. And really all he said was, well, there's really nothing to learn in terms of baseball, but the biggest thing, the difference between the Marlins and the Yankees is that the Yankees are playing meaningful games past a certain date. Wow, I didn't even see that, but yeah. how can you? And it's a sarcastic-looking video, and rightfully so. I mean, it, it would suck to be on a team that just loses and loses and loses, and you're a big-name guy, and then you get a taste of a team like the Yankees where you're going to be playing a full season where every game matters, and then potentially moving on to the playoffs, trying to win a World Series. Yeah, it, it definitely says something, gives you a different outlook and perspective on, you know, your team or your former team and where you want to go in your career. But uh, before we move on here, we're going to go to our second ad here, and this one's brought to you by Flip Cafe. WFSE is sponsored in part by Flip Breakfast and Lunch Cafe at 103 Meadville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Open for breakfast and lunch starting at 6.30 every morning. Details are available on Facebook or at 814-734-3400. Flip Cafe. Eat here, we both starve. (laughs) I like that place. I mean, it is a great place. Going to Edinburgh, you know, that's one of the only food options we have here. But the struggle is, uh, I'm not a morning guy. I'm not really even a breakfast guy. Yeah, no, I skip breakfast all the time. time. When my mom listens to this, she'll yell at me. And she'll be like, I tell you to eat breakfast every day. But, 
Yeah. When you wake up at 1 p.m. sometimes, breakfast isn't the most appealing thing. No. Anyways, we talked NL East. We talked Machado. Well, one thing I want to say about the Marlins that maybe people don't want to play there is they just have a disgustingly ugly stadium. Yeah, they do. I don't. There's like that thing out in center field. It's like oh, some, you're talking about that like sculpture. It's that, weird. That, like that it's weird, giant it's, fish it's, sculpture it that moves screams home runs. Florida to me. Just screams Florida. I mean, but they're in Florida, dude. They're in Miami, so but that's what have, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's not really a great look. And I think Marlins man is like boycotting the team. I don't know if you. I, I did see that. Marlins man said he's boycotting the team until they uh, start to make a stand on signing some key pieces, either for the future or even veteran pieces to kind of compete right now. And he, because he feels disgusted and thinks like his team is just giving up. He should have a say. He's probably got the most expensive seat in the whole ballpark right behind home plate. Well, first base or third base side, too, I guess. But Who knows? Those tickets might only cost like $30 down in Miami. Right. That stadium is not filled at all. Never. Never is filled. Um, I want to talk a little baseball movies before we end the show. Uh, let's let's see here. What is your favorite baseball movie? Oh, all right. So growing up, um, I feel like this is a baseball movie a lot of people can relate to. 1993's The Sandlot. Uh, just a definite classic. Uh, I loved it. We'll still watch it whenever I see it on. So, yeah, I'll watch it anytime I see it on. Uh, I feel like it's just a great movie that shows how much a kid can really grow and uh, appreciate a relationship with baseball and fall in love with the sport. Then I have Moneyball, came out in 2011, uh, Brad Pitt, and it really shows Billy Bean and the whole GM aspect of baseball. And that just really speaks to me because I love baseball as a whole. Uh, I would love to get involved in a career in sports, and that's something... That at the time I thought I could see myself doing. That's Jonah Hill's great in that movie too. Yeah, Jonah Hill. That's like a that's like a role he doesn't usually play. He's usually a guy that's poked fun at, and he's a, yeah. He's I mean, a, I guess he kind of is poked fun at a little bit in the movie too. But he's like a, a it's baseball a serious animal. role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, I think they have him graduating from Yale in the movie. He's a Yale graduate, like the a guy baseball he analyst. Well, anyways, continue. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. And then finally, off to wrap up my to wrap up my top three is the 2005 movie Fever Pitch. And for any of you that know that movie, I, you'll either be surprised that I like it oh yeah, and uh, say that it's a chick flick or especially because it deals with the Boston Red Sox so much and being a diehard Yankee fan. I, I like the movie because it shows uh, how much baseball can truly take over a person's life, like being in love with the sport. Um, is that Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. For, I saw her at a Knicks game when I was a kid. <laughs> really? I saw her at a Knicks game early 2000s. As I said, like, you're from Long Island. My dad's from Long Island. I grew up a Knicks fan. And I, you know, those old guys like Alan Houston, Marcus Camby were playing. And Drew Barrymore was like three rows ahead of me. Oh, wow. That's crazy, man. I know. Who knows? She remember recording this movie at that time. Could but, been. yeah, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a, a different type of movie. It's not... Really serious. It's not really funny, but I think another reason I like it is because it's a it's a cliche chick flick that I can actually tolerate. Which, some chick flicks are good. Yeah, some are. Some and chick I would flicks say, are good. I would say this is definitely one of them. And I don't think that's a fair term in 2019 either. No chick flick. Come on. But we're just used to it, you know. Clean it's, up, it, clean up the act, 2019. There's no, there's no <laughs> man flick. No, I would say I guess we just have action good. movies like The Expendables uh, yeah. and stuff, right? I'm, I don't know. Well. That's a good list. I like that list. I never was a huge Sandlot fan. No? I liked I liked the characters in the Sandlot, but 
I never really liked the movie itself. See, one thing that before he did this, I actually looked it up. I think it only has a 51 or 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what I'm saying. People love The Sandlot. And to me, it's just like, I don't know. There's better things. I think it was just because it was like the only baseball movie for kids at that time. When it came out in 93, when you look at the other movies that came out either before or after it, there was nothing for kids. It really started everything. Let me try to hit you with some stuff here. Angels in the Outfield. Ooh, I love that movie. That's a great movie. Honestly, I thought about putting that as my number three, but I just couldn't. Number three? That's my number one. That's my number one. I'm sorry that it didn't crack your list. But, like, I don't know. I don't remember the exact characters' names, but I remember that the main character's father was, like, not in his life and said that if the Angels won the pennant, he'd come back and... It was like Danny Glover was the coach of the Angels. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great movie. I, I mean, I want to watch that sooner or later. I gotta tell you, I probably watched that five, like, I don't know. I think there was a, a like a probably like a two week period. Where I probably watched it like five times. Really? Yeah, that movie just like infatuated me because it was always on Disney Channel too. Yeah, because they the, used to yeah. own, they used to own the Old, Angels yep. and the uh, my the uh, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim in that's the NHL. Crazy. So that's right. All right, next one, A League of Their Own. Fantastic movie. Uh, Gina Davis. Um, this isn't a movie podcast, by the way, but we just want to talk a little bit about baseball. Yeah, in terms of, you know, we're a baseball podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about, you know, stats. We're sick. Of, we're sick of. Yeah, we're sick of talking. We're not sick of talking, but let's no, just. No, we love talking to stuff. You yeah, know, about this. Just stuff to switch and, it up, just to keep everything interesting. But yeah, that's a great movie. It shows that was it World War One or World War Two? All the guys were. I think yeah. it was World War Two. I think it was World War Two where all the all the pro men baseball players went overseas to fight, and there was a women's league, and that's a really good movie. Watch that if you haven't. And finally, Benchwarmers, man. Oh, Benchwarmers. I don't know if that's considered a baseball movie technically. I mean, the mo- the premise of it's around a little league baseball tournament. And that's, I would say it's a baseball. And movie. that's when most guys our age were playing little league baseball and watching that with your with your travel team on the weekend if you get it, you know. Oh yeah, that it, was it, the life. And it was a comedy too. You know, you had Rob Schneider, David yep. Spade. And Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know his name. I don't either. I think he still gets referred to as Napoleon Dynamite. Is it Napoleon? John Swartz? Nick Swartzen? No, that... No, that's... He's in that, though. He is in that. Nick Swartzen is in that movie, but... He eats sunscreen. Sunscreen, yeah. Yeah, he plays the guy's brother. But as you can see, um, you know, for all our listeners out there, what are your top three favorite baseball movies of all time? I'm sure there's a lot we haven't covered, like the Cobb, uh, The Natural, The Rookie, Rookie, uh, Feel the Dreams. Feel the Dreams is a good one. There's a, there's a lot of classic movies that we haven't covered, but these are our top three, and these are only six great movies. So. Six of them, yeah. All right, so now we're actually going to go into our next pressing topic, and I, I guess our last big one of the day, the DH, or the designated hitter in the National League. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with the situation, the MLB Players Association proposed to Commissioner Rob Manfred um, this proposition that the designated hitter should be part of the National League and pitchers should not hit. And his comment, needless to say, was that this won't be added until at least the 2022 season when the collective bargaining agreement ends. Um, The reasons why this makes sense For starters, the DH has been at the high school, collegiate, and minor league levels for almost a decade. And the adjustment by pitchers to then hit in the National League when they're called up or even if they're traded from an American League team to a National League team makes it very difficult. Uh, Secondly, the game's changing. 
we're seeing less National League type of, of play. We're seeing less double switches and strategic baseball. And then, I mean, I think the most obvious one, player safety is a real concern around pitchers. Uh, this is on both management and the labor side of things. If you have a guy that's cruising and throwing, you know, 80, 90 pitches, and then he has to go out there and he gets beamed or, you know, has to gets on base somehow and then has to sit there, you know, well, not sit there, but stay on base for a couple minutes, it can cool him down and it takes him out of his mojo, it takes him out of his rhythm. Um, so this is something that both sides would seriously like to avoid. Uh, players in the National League are actually advocating for this. But, of course, you'll have guys that love to hit, too. Like, I know that Noah Syndergaard, yeah. uh, he hit two home runs in the game last so year. That's, that's going to be my point here. I want to play a little devil's advocate. I don't really I don't really know what should happen. I mean, it's all opinion. But here's why I love that the pitchers hit in the, in the NL. It's just for the fact you just said when a pitcher steps up to the plate in the 8 or 9 spot, wherever, wherever they are in the lineup, usually there. And they just rip a home run. Yeah. I mean, it's even, it's exci- sick. It's even exciting when they get a hit. A hit of most, any sort. Because most of the time they're, you know, whiffing on pitches by a mile. Yeah. They're swinging out of their shoes. But when you have guys that are hitting home runs like Bartolo Colon. I am. Uh, you have Noah Syndergaard. And there was, a, there was a guy on the Reds, too. I can't think of his name now. But he actually got challenged by the pitcher, like stared him down. And then crushed over a 300-foot home run. That's that's another thing is, like, pitcher on pitcher, it's cool. I mean, obviously they're going to try to strike them out as they do every batter, as the pitcher would. But, like, I don't know. It's it's cool because most of the time they're thinking they're not going to hit this ball because it's a pitcher. So they're going to throw, like, a 95-mile-an-hour fastball over the over the. Yeah, plate. or they'll work with their nasty breaking stuff and see if they can get someone to reach on it but it's and just, try to embarrass them. I don't care if a pitcher strikes out nine times out of ten. Or nine times out of a hundred, I'm sorry, ninety out of a hundred times strikes out. But like, there's a good chance that maybe they'll get on base, or there's one out and there's a guy in second base, and they hit a pop fly to the outfield and advance a runner. I Just, know because what's the point of a pitcher bunting? Honestly, a lot of them aren't fast, and you're giving a free out anyway. So I'd rather if if they're gonna be up there, I'd rather see them swing the bat and see what can happen. Because honestly, hit you know double, triple home run, it's always exciting when. But at the end of the day. Made. They're all grown men. If they get the barrel, if they get the the barrel on the ball, it's. I mean, it should go somewhere. Yeah. But like, I I think I like it, and I'd actually be a fan if the AL did it too. If the AL had let the pitchers hit, I love it. Yeah. See, I I like it too. The only uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second here too. The only reason I can see it, um, the only reason I'd advocate for the DH is because. What about a guy that has his careers coming to an end? He's a veteran presence. Um, or even that, just a young guy that can only really hit. Everyone wants to knock Miguel and Duhar uh, for not being a strong fielder. So if he's in the NL and they, you know, let's say he gets traded, goes to the NL, and they have a DH, maybe you'll keep a premier, you know, fielder at third base still, and then he'll be the DH because he's just a predominant hitter. Right, well, it'll be cool to see where it ends up and. You said it will only happen at the earliest 2022. Yeah, and who knows? By then we might be having three different podcasts by that time. Yeah, by then we might be in Dubai doing some worldwide podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. Or we could still be here. I don't know. It'll be. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we're here, I hope we have jobs with the university and you know going here and everything. Maybe. We we should both graduate very soon. I graduated in May. Yep. There we go. Anyway. 
So that's what we have on today's slate. We covered Machado. We covered the NL East. Our feelings on what's going to happen. We talked a little bit about the DL in... I'm, I'm sorry, DH. the DH. The DH in the National League and getting, you know, adding that and not letting the pitchers hit. Talk some baseball movies, some great baseball movies. Yep, some classics. Uh, if you want to contact either of us, um, my Twitter is going to be at Matt underscore Hair, H-E-R-R, and then the number two. And Bunger, you are... At Sports Addict 97. So... Just, just like... You know, come in some contact with us. I mean, I don't know. Shoot us a follow. Yeah. Um, just you know, any comment. recommendations? Yeah, comment anything you'd like to see on the show. Because being in Edinburgh and the way this works, we can't do live callers on the show. So if you guys would like either maybe a shout out if we can make it work or just some topic covered, contact either of us and we'll we'll get it in. We record every week, so yeah, we're gonna add a new segment to the end of every show. Where I'm gonna ask Bunger a question, a random, random question. I've already thought of one today. He's gonna ask me one, just for some conversationality. I mean, hit us on Twitter and give me a question, ask Bunger. Yeah, and give me one too. I mean, we've known each other since our freshman year here, so we're going back four years now. There's a lot of stuff I know about Matt. He knows about me, but I don't know what he's gonna ask in this question. It's gonna throw me completely off guard. Let's so. see. All right, Bunger, you are from New York City. Yep, I Long live on Long Island. Island. Very close. Same thing. What's your favorite type of cheesecake? Is it is it the original New York? Yeah, I would say with the favorite type of cheesecake, it's either New York, uh, New York style cheesecake, either just plain or with the strawberries on yep. top. Yep, 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 yep. I the the strawberries when they come into play, that is like a whole new a whole new game changer game cha- ball game whole new ball <laughs> game game changer. I don't even care. I don't know if any of you grew up on this. But I'd go to my great-grandparents' house, and they had those little ice cream cups with the strawberry in it. Yep. The little strawberry swirl. Strawberries on anything. The candied strawberries, I guess. Like the sugary version, not like a like fresh, a fresh strawberry. Yeah, I mean, those are good, too, but you know what I'm saying. I so do. Thank you for that answer. I, I know what type of cheesecake you like now. What do you got for me? All right. So my random question is just a shout-out of a cannon here. Um, I know, you've, you know you're playing lacrosse now and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, you play for Edinburgh for the club team. If... You could go back and, like, focus on one sport your entire, like, I know you're very athletic. You play pretty much, like, everything when you're younger. What one sport would you focus on? Oh. Do I, like, have a choice to go pro in this sport? Are you saying? I, like, I would say that, like, by choosing this one sport, it gives you the best Best chance? To, yeah, the best chance. Uh, definitely not lacrosse. I love lacrosse, but it's an up-and-coming sport. There's not much coverage and no. a lot of the guys have like two three jobs on the side to stay afloat so yeah one of across. my one of my good friends on the ohio machine shout out to ryan keenan so it's, he, it's he can tough. tell you all about that it's a grind but it's i mean i'd definitely say it's the fastest growing sport so not lacrosse i'd say basketball basketball i'd say basketball yeah, yeah. I've, se- I've seen you in the gym a lot you know we've been in the dome at late night playing yeah. basketball i'd say basketball for sure but i guess that's a good one like we said, this is going to be happening every week. If you have some recommendations, some segments for us to talk about, questions to ask each other. Anything things, you want to hear. Things that are going on in the MLB. Obviously, we're covering each division right now. Spring training starts this weekend. The first game is on Thursday the 21st, I believe. But just li- keep listening, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. This is the most fun I've had in four years. Yeah, this is obviously this. one of the, I mean, honestly, one of the coolest things I've done in Edinburgh. Um, I wish I would have known about this sooner, but 
it, it's a blast. So if Definitely. you have any feedback, any comments, any questions you want answered, you know, shoot us a message or anything. And thank you for listening, and we look forward to uh, recording next week. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. What do you want to do? What division? Want to go back American League? Yeah, let's go back American League. I, you want to go with the, the AL Central? I'll do AL Central. Yeah, because honestly, we were just talking about the Padres, and I was thinking about Eric Hosmer, how he used to be on the Royals. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about the AL Central and everything. Let's do it. AL Central, we'll think of some other things. Hopefully by that point, Bryce Harper will have signed. Hopefully some other big-name guys will sign elsewhere. Who knows what else? Whatever happens in the sports world, I mean, well, I'll talk NBA. If if something big in the NBA happens, I'll talk NFL. I'll talk. Yeah, so will I. So I'll talk what happened in the latest motorcycle gang incident. I don't even care. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, again, my name is Matt Hare. I'm here. I'm Brandon Bunger. Brandon Bunger. It's been a great time today. We talked down at least, and uh, look forward to meeting again next week.